This is Pulse 95. You're listening to the Halftime Show podcast. Oh, he loves the pilot. What a goal! This is the Halftime Show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, uh, Let's get ready to rumble! Salam and welcome to the Halftime Show with Omar Duri. I am your host covering everything sport, international, local. Coming up on today's show, the Rugby World Cup gets tasty as we reach the semi-final stage, smashing scenes in Japan as the hosts are unfortunately knocked out. But if there was a people's champ, I think we found that out already. VAR. Once again is the topic of the weekend as it starts to influence big results and a roundup of what's happening in the world of sport. Only this and more on the only place to be at three, the halftime show with me. And I gotta give a quick shout out to Janine, Shadi, Fatma, Moza, Anape, Nihil, Claudine, Maria, Musab, Shamani, Adil, Kimo. Everyone is tuning on to the halftime show. We love you. And there's much more to come up on Pulse 95. So stay tuned for more. Let's go. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri on Pulse95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! Welcome back to the Halftime Show. Now, if you're tuning in, we spoke about something the other day and um, and I had to give a big props to Japan, uh, the hosts of the Rugby World Cup 2019. Now, if you've been tuning into the show, we spoke about Japan as hosts previously as the World Cup 2019 progressed. But we learned more about Japan, the team, rather than the host, and what a team it's been. The hosts of the 2019 World Cup crashed out in the quarterfinals against South Africa, which was a hard-fought game. The scoreline kind of flattered South Africa a bit because Japan were actually really, really good. They leave with their um, head held up high as they move the world rankings to sixth place in the world and become the first Asian team to ever make a Rugby World Cup quarterfinal. Now, watching them reach this kind of stage, you could see how much it meant to them. Japan captain Michael Leach said, Rugby is all about creating moments and taking opportunities. We had a few opportunities to capitalize on, but unfortunately, South Africa kicked us out. Now, if you watch the game or you watch the Rugby World Cup, there was echoes of Leach in, in, uh, from the crowd whenever he touched the ball um, and it was mirrored across the stadium. Fantastic scenes. Japan versus South Africa was a battle between two styles of rugby. South Africa's power game against Japan's rapid wide, wide play. Now for periods in the first half, Japan were able to execute the game plan and they put South Africa under pressure. Unfortunately for the hosts, as the game slowed, South Africa's power counted for more. And they took the game away from Japan, which was kind of sad to see. Um, the scoreline suggested this was a one-sided game, but it was far from that. We might think that offloading the wizardry of Fiji and Japan's speed of play is beautiful rugby. But there's also beauty in how South Africa dismantled Japan with their power. Now, the neutral would definitely be able to identify with that. And watching the game, what I noticed is the crowd and the energy from the fans was played in the right spirit. Despite the importance of the game for both nations, even the full-time whistle, I saw fans from opposing teams swap their shirts to mark the experience. And that is what sport is all about. Uniting people from all across the world. And even for me, 
The man of the match was Faf de Klerk, who was outstanding in the quarterfinal and rightfully so, you know, was awarded by it. But his presence, energy and ability to break up the play when required was immense for South Africa. And South Africa have now won five of their seven World Cup quarterfinals. Their 71% win rate at this stage of the tournament is only bettered by New Zealand, 89% from nine matches. Now, we can't ignore the Giants, New Zealand as they dismantled Ireland and were ruthless with them in the quarterfinals. Now, Champions New Zealand once again underlined their status as the team to beat, making light work. I say light work <laughs> of what was supposed to be the toughest of challenges against Ireland and roaring into the semifinals with a 46-14 triumph. Now, the semi-final opponents will be England, that's right, England, which sets up a mouth-watering clash against the All Blacks. I kind of wish this was the final, and they're both destined to create a special atmosphere. That's what I loved about Japan. The atmosphere was electric, and you could feel the energy in the stadium even from the comfort of your own home. Now, that will be next Saturday, alongside the other semi-final, Wales and South Africa, who have kind of been under the radar a little bit just because New Zealand are, you know, that almighty powerful you know, force. But what do you think? Who's going to make the final? Text us on 4215 do, or even better, slide into our DMs and tell us who's going to win the 2019 Rugby World Cup. Coming up next, instead of talking about the incredible performances across Europe, we're talking about Mr. VAR. V-A-R dominates the headlines in the world of sport again, only on the Halftime Show at 3 with me, Omar Dury, on Pulse95. Pulse95. Oh, he left this is the halftime show with Umar Adouri on Pulse 95. Nice strike! Oh, better than nice! It sure is that time, and yes, 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 welcome back to the halftime show. With me, Omar Duri, and I gotta give another shout out. I got all these people making me feel good today. Ala, Kendra, Qasim, Segredo, Adil from New York, Kimo, Moza from Oman, and Qasim from the UK as well. I know I said that already, but I'm gonna say it again because it's from the UK and we know how I feel about the UK. But let's dive straight into the headlines, guys. VAR. VAR takes over the weekend headlines in the UK as controversy leads to the race again. Now, for those that missed it, Deli Ali appeared to control the ball with his hand before finishing the goal against Watford. Following the protests from the Watford players and staff, referee agreed to question the decision. It just got a mess. Now, having got his second opinion from the other referees, it appeared on the screen to say no goal. So the goal was disallowed. And this was an equaliser and a very important uh, game for Watford because they're bottom of the league. Only for the stadium to erupt, then reverse the decision to say goal and stick by the initial call now was that a mistake were they rushed and did they get the decision wrong text us on 4215 it's a do or slide into our dms and let us know what you think at omar duri or pulse 95 radio and tell us how you felt about that decision now hawkeye innovation said it will work with the league to avoid future issues but clearly we're addressing multi-billion pound decisions when it comes to this league because the person that gets relegated loses out on 20 to 90 million all the way from down to the bottom to the top now remember when tv rights and everything it goes up to 90 million that each club will lose now the company hawkeye said hawkeye apologizes to spurs and watford fans for the confused uh, confusion caused we are working together with the professional game match officials 
uh, board, the body responsible for professional match officials in England and the Premier League to understand the root cause of this problem and propose a series of measures to ensure it won't happen again. Well, guess what? It did happen and it did happen fast. And right now we're talking about it and we don't want to be talking about it when we're talking about sport. But now my question in some stadiums, some of you might not know this because from where we watch it in the Middle East, we don't get a chance to obviously go to all the games we'd like to. But in some stadiums, they don't have the VAR system on the screens. So the fans who pay their money to enjoy these games are left wondering what's happening when these decisions are being questioned. The other point is, I feel it's killed the art of celebration as well because players now are in fear that any goal could be rolled out. So with VAR also playing its role, the game of the weekend, we talked about Liverpool facing... Manchester United in the segment called Game of Zones and as I zoned into it we kind of hoped the referee wouldn't be the decision and we actually highlighted the officials because we knew it might come down to something controversial. Now the absence of Mohamed Salah was evident as the team sheets came out um, and that was one thing and the balance of the team just wasn't the same. Now is that because of one player? In my opinion it's more about the puzzle that player affects in Klopp's plan. Now it's not just his skills or pace, but more about the balance in which he offers a different type of threat with Mane playing on the other side, Salah on the other hand, and then Firmino being the roof of the house, as we mentioned on the show. Now, both goalkeepers were restored to the lineup following their respective injuries, so wasn't expecting a three-all you know, a three draw, but more a solid backline, and we discussed the aerial duels and battles that the defenders had such a success rate. The first major talking point which required VAR was the alleged foul on Origi before United scored their opening goal through Marcus Rashford. Now, having checked the, having checked the lead-up, to the goal, the referee chose to reward the goal which had Klopp fuming on the sidelines with the fourth official. The second major talking point was Mane's alleged handball before equalising only to see VAR rule it out despite his hand being close to his body and not in an unnatural position. Now that's something else we've been introduced to the game now which has kind of killed the sport because before if your hand was raised up high in an unnatural position then fair enough that would be a handball but now anything that touches your hand is handball and, this, and that was something which was quite frustrating for Klopp. And it looks like Oli's plan was working and the gods were smiling down at Old Trafford. Liverpool needed a response to a poor first half performance and they got it in the second half. Now having assessed the way Maguire and Lindelof have played this season, we did mention on the previous episode that they were, they were comfortable dealing with aerial crosses but weren't the most mobile. And a low cross from the left-hand side from Robertson exposed the back line in the corridor of uncertainty, leaving Lallana to equalise and bring Liverpool back into it. Klopp, Klopp was reluctant to fully celebrate as he normally does as the goal was questioned by VAR once again only to be rewarded as a goal now are we getting carried away with technology that's something else we have to bear in mind is it playing the role we expected or does anyone miss human error I know I do it's a tough one text us on 4215 it's a do and let us know the direction sport is heading in is technology good for it or not coming up next we take a trip around the world to see what's happening in sport only on the halftime show on Pulse 95 This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adori on Pulse95. Nice strike! It sure is that time and welcome back to the Halftime Show and I hope you're having an incredible Monday wherever you're tuned in in the world. A special shout out to the people in different places all over the world. 
Adil who's tuned in from New York, Dodi who's tuned in from London, Ala who's tuned in from Egypt, Saleh who's tuned in from Saudi, Nadwa Lin Mufid Mustafa Giko tuned in from the UAE. Thank you so much for the support. Remember, if you can't catch us live on Pulse95Radio.com or on Instagram Live, you can listen to all our shows on Apple Podcasts or SoundCloud, commercial and music free. Just head down to Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud and click on the Halftime Show with Omar Duri and we are there. Some amazing guests covering some incredible topics to dive into from mental health to gut foods which affect you emotionally and physically. And let's take a trip out around the world to see what's happening in sport. Now Andy Murray wins European Open title in Antwerp and Andy Murray has won his first ATP Tour level title since 2017 after a thrilling, a thrilling final against Stan Wawrinka at the Euro- European Open in Antwerp. Now the title marks a significant moment who, when he was quite emotional in his singles comeback following his career-saving hip resurfacing surgery in January and his return to singles action in August. That's one thing when it comes to tennis that's big, big. But what I will say is that wasn't the only thing and he was quite emotional in his speech back and normally Andy Murray's been quite a stern character. For him to have a couple of kids, take a break out and watch all the others progress, it was nice to see him back on the scene. That was in tennis in rugby. England coach Eddie Jones insists world beaters New Zealand are going to be beatable. And that's in the World Cup and will face the All Blacks in a mouth-watering clash to get the final going on Saturday. So once they get past the semi-finals, one of those two will be progressing. And kind of wish that was the final, as I mentioned in segment one. It would have been really cool to watch England and New Zealand in the final. But big things coming their way. And he's braced himself to face the most dominant team in the history of sport, but is convinced New Zealand can still be beaten. I don't know, Eddie. (laughs) What do you guys think? Let us know. Text us on 4215. Who's going to reach the final of the Rugby World Cup 2019 in Japan? And Jones points out to all the All Blacks win a percentage of 86% since lifting the Webb Ellis Trophy four years ago to support his view that they occupy a unique position despite competing in the rugby championship each year. I don't know. I know that the, you know New Zealand have been so consistent and just a, a dominant force. And will someone be able to break that hoodoo this year? You never know. South Africa were close in the first game, obviously, of, uh, of the tournament. Will Wales do well or will England surprise us all? You never know. And crossing the world to the MLS, Wayne Rooney's Major League Soccer adventure came to a sour end alongside with DC United season on Saturday as Toronto FC scored four goals in extra time to complete a 5-1 playoff win. Now, Rooney did not bring the charisma of former England captain David Beckham to MLS, but he did offer a well-marketed blue-collar appeal that endured him to fans. Now, there were a few highlights and a few nice real moments during his time in the US, including a brilliant long-range strike from his own half which was against Orlando, while a Twitter spat between his wife, Colleen, and the wife of his former teammate in England, Jamie Vardy, kept him in the English tabloids after not really hearing much about Wayne Rooney. And that's something, uh, man, I don't know. I don't know. Has anyone heard about this? Should this even be sports news? It's gone mad in the UK media scene with two footballers' wives, Rebecca Vardy and Colleen Rooney. And I feel like that's... That's the thing with sport now, you know, it doesn't, 
it doesn't just highlight the athlete it puts the whole family under the spotlight so choose them wisely folks and for all those who are tuned into the instagram live you know what i'm talking about and that's what i mean in sport now you have to really kind of look at the whole picture and what you bring to the surface and obviously everything is in is in the lens now it's in it's in the it's in the public eye it's on social media there's so much going on and that's what i'm kind of worried about i'm kind of worried about how these things kind of um happen in sport and Colleen Rooney and Jamie Vardy's wife Rebecca Vardy I think it was um, have been in the spotlight because one of them was following the other on I think Colleen Rooney had blocked everyone apart from Rebecca Vardy allegedly and put some false information out there to see if it would be leaked and it did so yeah I don't know people have too much time (laughs) that's what I think um, yeah, coming up next, we've got a lot more coming up actually next, but I want you to, to enjoy Georgia Smith, Be Honest, and then we'll be talking about more sport and answering your questions on Pulse95. You're listening to Pulse95. This is the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back to the Halftime Show with Omar Adouri. I'm your host covering everything sport international and local we've got some great great questions uh, actually on the instagram live at omar duri or pulse 95 radio coming in from uh, from our followers and our beloved half timers we've got um tarek tamtam asking what do you think of the match yesterday okay right so let's try and break this down i spoke about this briefly in terms of the impact var had uh, yesterday and in the Tottenham game but um, as we mentioned on Saturday in Game of Zones when we highlighted the United versus Liverpool game would be the game of the weekend I think United started off better um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer got his tactics spot on but I think he got his tactics spot on because we all know what Liverpool are going to do and it's all about kind of trying to stop them now obviously with Salah not being in the starting lineup that was one thing which kind of disrupted I wouldn't say it was the main reason, but it disrupted the balance of the team in terms of a puzzle. And that's something that I kind of um, alluded to, because even if Firmino is out or even if uh, Mane is out, that front three in terms of its mobility and, and just the way that low sense of gravity attacking fullbacks, attacking centre-backs is very different. But we also spoke about Maguire and Lindelof and their success rate in handling headed uh, aerial duels. Uh, basically and we said that they're not the most mobile so playing something around them or on the ground would result and that's how Lalana scored his goal so that's something I would say we kind of predicted but the goal the goal and the controversy around that with Origi before uh, the James cross to Rashford to finish that was kind of I've seen them given and I've seen them you know allowed if it was in the box would it have been given probably not if it's out maybe yes so therefore it's kind of a 50-50, but what do you guys think? Text us on 4215 uh, or do and let us know, you know, was that was VAR correct in the United-Liverpool game, in the game of zones? Because it played a big role, and even in Mane's um, alleged handball in the equaliser, which he tried to put away, but then they, they called it off. I think Klopp thought everything was against him, uh, so that was something, um, you know, uh, you know, that's something that we'd, we'd question. But overall, I don't know. I, I think Liverpool's last four results have been questionable, and that's the thing. But that's what champions do. And yes, they've drawn, but it's not the end of the world. Everyone's like, oh my God, they drew with United. Well, they got the result away at Old Trafford. Yes, they, they should have gone and performed better in the first half and probably given more. 
but these games happen and now they go on to the next one which is the Champions League and then back into the league again against Tottenham which is actually one of the things mentioned most on social media right now when I asked the question on my social media who shall I uh, zone into the game of zones for next week already people already saying Liverpool Tottenham is going to be you know the one to watch so let's see let's see depends on the Champions League and also depends on who's going to be fit for that let's see if we highlight that and we also had um, a couple of very good uh, a very good points will VAR be um, will VAR be the the next news era and will and what will replace it so basically what Cosmo saying was will VAR will VAR be the new era and what will replace it that's a very good point because you know with technology technology can also break down and if it does what are we going to blame i just think the the placement of the new rules and var was not a good idea i don't like the idea that we don't the referees don't go and check again in case they've missed it and they rely on someone else who might have a different opinion on what's right and what's wrong it's causing we're talking more about that we weren't making as many mistakes before or big mistakes before in the old uh, in the old regime. So I don't know how I feel about it. I'm hearing too much um, negativity associated without it. Madrid and Barcelona, obviously that's another one that got rescheduled, so that won't be there. Madrid have lost their last game. What's going to happen with Zidane? That's another good question. Uh, we don't know. Was it a mistake in going back to Madrid? I don't know. Barcelona win. Yeah, expected. Atlanta-Lazio, 3-3 after atlanta we're, we're comfortably up. That's another one. What's coming up on Wednesday, we have a brilliant, a brilliant physiotherapist who's going to be talking to us about uh, ACL, MCL, and injuries that you occur in your type of sport. Miffy Edlin's going to be coming into the studio on the Halftime Show, and she is amazing, guys. Honestly, an incredible personality and a great professional. So I can't wait to share that with you on Wednesday. We've also got... The My Sharjah FC competition to win a signed shirt by the Arabian Gulf League champions. All you have to do is hashtag My Sharjah FC, tag us and tell us why you deserve to win the signed shirt and we will give it to you free. Sound like a good idea, huh? Yep. So that was one thing. We also had Adil who said um, VAR is not for football and it's only for the big teams. And it happened in a big game between Portugal and Morocco where it cost Morocco the game. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure now how, you know, the referees are doing a lot of work behind the scenes. I know that for a fact, having heard a lot of things from behind the scenes of the camp and, and the officials and everything. They're trying to perfect it, but my problem is, it's more reactive than proactive, and that's responding to something that they didn't get right or or, or whatever it was. And I'm kind of disappointed about that because normally. You know, if you sort something out early and get it organized, it's it's red, sorry, it's black or white. And there's a lot of gray at the moment. And that's what I'm kind of worried about. You know, um, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I like technology. I love technology. I'm not sure if it has a place in the Premier League. Uh, a very good topic by, uh, by Mufid who said dementia is actually um, increasing 3.5% more. Uh, from football, which is something also uh, I'm looking to, to include on the show, probably on the weekend, as BBC produced a report, and a very interesting report on that case. But guys, man, time has flown, and we are approaching full-time on the Halftime Show. It's been incredible. Thank you so much for tuning in. Remember, this show will be nothing without you guys. Catch us every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 3 to 4. Coming up next, Afternoon Karak with the dynamic duo, 
Mikhail Atiyah and Aisha Masmi. Stay tuned for more on Pulse 95. This is Pulse 95. Tune in live every Monday, Wednesday and Saturday from 3 p.m.